Welcome to Six Pack Cinema. On today's episode, we are talking about The Darkest Hour, talking about Gary Oldman dressed up as Winston Churchill, drinking scotch and muttering for an entire two hours. But hey, we loved it. Let's dive in. Dude, you should review movies. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I've okay. had a couple, so I've uh, movie review. Oh, hey, how are you guys doing? Doing all right. Doing well. Yep. Yeah. You guys have a good weekend? Again. No. Good weekend, yeah. No, no, not a good weekend for you, Shan? That was just basic. That was painting some stuff, building some other stuff, just a couple of naps. It was pretty good. Olympics is on. That was awesome. I, lo- I love the Olympics. I My haven't watched any yet. I'm pretty upset. Oof. You, I, I love the Olympics, too. Are you Olympic Sheen, guy? we're the Well, we're very much the same. You love award shows. You love the Olympics. I like all that stuff, too, but I don't have cable at the house I'm in right now. That sucks. So those aren't things you like struggle to watch. They kind of, you just turn on the TV and they're on and then you nap and you watch them. Mm -hmm. So without them, it also sucks not having cable because sports are the same. I used to watch golf tournaments all the time Yeah, because I enjoy, but I don't enjoy golf to make it a priority. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Fair. I'm pretty excited for this weekend. I just, I haven't had a day off from work since the Super Bowl. So all this weekend, I'm just going to lay on the couch and watch the Olympics. There you go. Not bad. So and that's only five days away. I know. Nice. Yeah. I I don't, I, the Olympics, I I do seek it out and um, I am a huge curling fan. I really do love, like, like watching it. Mm -hmm. So Um, do I. Last night though. Oh my God. There was the women's uh, snowboarding. It was it was carnage out there. There was they, they actually delayed it an hour and a half or two hours because uh, there was a heavy like gust of there was fifteen knot wind going up the mountain, and they decided to push through it. And some of the girl like I think only six or seven of all the runs completed the the full run without wiping out. Nice. Oh, it damn. was insane. And some cool. girls. That's fun. Some girls like just they did the first run and they're like you know what fuck it, I'm not going down twice. Wait, did y'all see the um? Russian girl figure skater or ice dancer or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I heard about it today that she is in second place for all time scoring technicals and all that. Yeah, no, that was stunning what she did. I she you know how they lift up their their back leg and they hold it and they spin. Mm-hmm. Well, she did mm-hmm. she did that and then she just put her hands in the air with her her fucking ankle was by her neck. I don't know how she did it. I think I, I want to say maybe she hooked her her skate to her necklace or something because there's there's no chance in hell that she's able to keep your leg like that. Maybe you are. I don't know. She's super flexible. But yeah, yeah no, it was. If she it hooked was, her, if she if she if she hooked it onto something and was like stuck like that, it'd be hilarious yeah. if she fell. It would be. Yeah, yeah but couldn't no, even get up. There was no chance this girl was making a mistake that time. Oh, it was, it was really something. Else. I'm not a huge figure skating guy. I watch it. I, I don't hate it like other people are like. Oh, it's so it's girly. I think it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, this one, when it's good, it's cool. I think this one sometimes. made you like. I, I put my phone down. I was like, "Oh my god, what is she doing?" Okay, I definitely need to like actually seek out the video of it then. And she's beautiful. I'll just say that she's fifteen. There we. No. Yep. No, she's like, she Ooh, can't be fifteen. Tough. Yep. Tough break, John. No, she can't be fifteen. Johnny the pedophile. We're googling. Well, I'm gonna tell your daughter in two months. <laughs> We're googling. You have to be seventeen to be in Olympics. I don't think so. Yes, you do, dipshit. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on. Let's move. Let's move on. The darkest hour while John erases his fears that he's a pedophile. All right, Jimmy. What did you? Uh, what do you think of darkest 18 hour? Eighteen years old. She's eighteen. 
Well, nice, then my coworkers were wrong. Yes. Uh, Darkest Hour. Sorry. Uh, yep. Darkest Hour. I loved it. I was a history major in college. I enjoy World War II. So it's I enjoy dialogue-heavy movies. So I really enjoyed watching it, and I think it's really well made. But if anyone was to tell me, hey, that movie was kind of boring and self-indulgent or whatever, like if someone else knocked it a little, I'd be like, okay, yeah, fine. I think it's very genre-specific movie, but I like that genre, so I thought it was really good. Gary Oldman's amazing, and it was much – we'll get into more later. But mm-hmm. for now, yeah. yeah. Liked it. I, I'm on the same page. I fucking love that movie. I, but I could also see, like you were saying, if people were like, oh, it was slow, it was boring, I'd be like, all right, it's just not for you, but for fans of that type of movie, I I loved every second of it. I was actually worried going into it that I was going to fall asleep, and I was just awake the entire time as soon as it started. I was just hooked. So I, I had a great time watching it. Sheehan? Uh, I liked it a lot. I'm a big history guy, too, but um, I will say it. Yeah, it dragged. Um, it's definitely not getting five popcorns out of me because at s- certain points I was thinking, like, why did they make this movie? I, I, <laughs> I was, like, I was, I was talking to Jimmy earlier. I think it's um, a little bit of uh, Winston Churchill fatigue on me right now because we've had this Dunkirk and uh, the uh, the Crown last last year. So Winston Churchill has been big in the streets the past couple of years, and this one it um, it was very very good, but it wasn't like I was like, oh my god, I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy to me that they all came out around the same time because they're all, all in production at the same too. time. So that yeah, it's different studios Pe- in production Peaky at the same time. Too. So that you don't think like it's not like there's a huge craving for Winston Churchill movies. It's just three separate studios were like, oh, this is a good story, or four. Yep. Said we this is a good Peaky story. Blinders. We should do it. I don't know the actor that plays him in Peaky Blinders, but he's a reoccurring role is in he? Peaky Blinders as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. He's in at least three episodes. I gotta he start hires that. Shelby as a, like assassin. Even more so. How about that? Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Winston Churchill's a crazy guy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hop into our deep dive then. What did you guys like and dislike about the movie? Sheehan, you go first. Um, I liked how they made it intentionally uh, almost stale because it's – it just fit the mood, you know. It's it's not you're not supposed to have parliament parliament be exciting. There's a lot of old men yelling at each other, and there was I don't know. It just the tone of it felt right, and it but the tone also the tone of it felt like sucky too. But it was all it was it it, it was I don't know. I'm not using my words really well right now, but I like the feeling of it, despite it being <laughs> depressing. How's that? Okay, good. Um, that's Jimmy? one good thing. The, the visual and style of it, I was not expecting. It was really, really fun to look at. Like, the opening shot when they're swooping around. The end shot when he's walking out of Parliament with the hats. Like you said, that Parliament room is pretty boring. But the way they use the camera to pan everyone's faces. And then, like, when he was in the elevator, it was all yes. dark around him. Or he's in the tunnel, it was all dark the, around him. There's a couple times when we got the aerial shots of when, like, the French were evacuating. And then... I'm blanking on the name of that last base that was about to get bombed, but both of those, I thought those shots were beautiful too. Mm-hmm. When they, the little kid was looking through his eyes mm-hmm. at the plane, and then he closed it, and then went to darkness. Like that was some really cool directing and cinematography that I didn't expect from this movie. That yep. was just a biopic. Usually, biopics are they're kind of story heavy and character heavy. 
and I think this was more style, cinematography, dialogue, and the story was maybe the weakest part or the writing. I, I the end was it was corny. Like the third act was pretty corny. It won me over, but I'm I'm gonna say it, it was corny as well. Like when when he's talking to the citizens yeah. and shit. Oh, on the that's train. my favorite scene in the whole movie. Absolutely. That, I was I loved it. up with them. It was, I teared yeah. up. That, but you get, but it was corny. I don't I wouldn't call it corny. I wouldn't call it corny. I would, but when we've been over this. We want to fight. <laughs> They're like chanting fight. It was a little corny. It was it okay. a little Disney. All right, the, that the reaction and the chanting, yeah, that was corny, but I I love the fact how earlier in the, in the movie he said that I I don't even know how to boil an egg. I mean, I might cuz I've seen it done. I, he's never been on the bus. He's never been on the streets like so. For yeah. him to just realize he's like, "You know what?" I'm out of touch with all this shit. I'm listening to all the wrong people and just kind of like waltz, waltz down there. I think I thought that was awesome. And obviously that was a true tidbit, I'm assuming, right? I believe so. I don't know. For the sake of this argument, I thought it was, it was awesome. entirely true. So Yeah. I, te- I teared up a little, and then, and then I kind of like kicked myself like, damn it, that corny scene just made me tear up a little. <laughs> it worked. That's why. It, yeah. It was, it it was, was incredible. Yeah, no, it, it definitely did. If I had a bunch well, of roses on me, I'd be thrown scene- at the screen just throwing roses. So I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> You got figure skating on your mind. I did, yeah. I liked the scene with the king when the king finally, like, sided with him and said, "I like, I need you to do this or whatever." You know, I'm on the. Same. I agree with you. Yep. I, that scene actually was a little more powerful. I didn't tear up, but I thought I it was thought really cool. Even the scene right before that, when the king was just talking to whoever his advisor was, and he was overlooking, uh, London from the palace. And saying mm-hmm. how he was worried that this might be the last time he sees it, either from exile or death. That was that shook me a little bit. I got I just let's got goosebumps just thinking of, of that scene again. Let's just talk about that in general. The whole world, maybe uh, not the whole world. America Americans don't know a lot about history at all. Like even American history, <laughs> I doubt the common American knew how close Britain was, New Britain or England, whatever was to surrendering to Hitler. Yeah. They had surrender plans in place. Well, that is not a common fact. Well, that's that's because uh, World War II started at Pearl Harbor. You know, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. What did you think? How did you think it made the Americans look? How we wouldn't help them? Douche and then bags. the dr- horses dragging. They, which is, I mean, you accurate. know what? Like it sucks because we're American, but good for them because there's so many American war movies that make the British people just look like utter fools and doofuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This one did a pretty good job of that too. Half half of Parliament looked like fucking doofuses. <laughs> yeah, like, but maybe we'll true. just reason with Hitler. He'll listen to us. He'll let us keep our independence. Totally fine. Yeah, how dumb is that? Super That's dumb. So fucking... And he kept yelling at them too, being like, "You can't negotiate with a tyrant. You can't appease them. I warned you ten years ago." And they're like, "No, yeah, but mean, this time it's gonna be okay." At this point, this we guy's did... different. He's worse. And and at this point, they didn't know half of the the bad shit that was going on. They didn't know about the camps. They didn't know about like the extent of the. Uh, uh, of the killing of the Jews, you know, yeah. all he, all what yeah. was what was apparent was that he was taking over fucking Poland and Belgium, and like that's not okay. Even in 1940, that was like we were under a real civilization back then. You can't just play um, Risk. You can't just play a board game and say I'm taking this country now. In <laughs> well, no way, shape, or form should you like be like reasoning with that man. It blows my mind, uh, maybe because yeah. we're Americans, and also because it's 2018 and shit. But the fact that that was even a thought. Like he was like, "Hey, let's go own that country. Like, let's just march in and take over that country." That's a crazy thought. Yeah, 
I mean, Russia just did that like two, three years ago with some of the Eastern. Yeah, but I'm saying we're in America. Yeah, Georgia. Well, yeah, those, Russia, those people, those people, it still may be common over there. Yeah, <laughs> for us. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, that's that's never happened here. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I always kind of thought that Britain or London, England, I don't, whatever you want to call it, I thought they were they were okay because they were a giant island. You know, how hard is it to defend an island? They 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 laid out perfectly why it's so difficult. You know, you have the air power. Yeah. They 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 took out the air force, and uh, they had no no soldiers. All you had to do was drive a boat up to the dock, and uh, you're invaded. Yeah. Who knew? Who would have thought <laughs> you need defenses of the docks? Yeah. Um, I have one one glaring question that um, I suppose I could Google to find out. Uh, I feel as though that I know it. it. I'm it was, sure it was, I'll give you an answer. I probably don't know it, but I'll argue that my answer is the right one. I felt as though they they were kind of glancing over the fact that somebody decided it was a good decision to send your entire fucking army to France. At yeah. what point do you think, Not like, a let's keep 100,000 home just in case? I, I don't know if they were all in France or if they had been retreating back through the rest of Europe into France. Regardless, though, they had nobody left. Their entire yeah, they left no one to protect the home front. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree that that's stupid, and they were probably thinking, oh, we... We control the waters, and Hitler didn't have aircraft at the time, yep. so they they were but like, at, oh, but like, we control point, the waters, we'll be fine. It's not like they were started retreating uh, on like a Tuesday, and they were at Dunkirk on Wednesday. Fucked. They 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 saw what was happening. You, you yeah. can see there was a slow march from the Germans out. You, you got well, I mean, that's why Chamberlain got kicked out. Yeah, I don't. It's just, it, I found that be like completely mind blowing how they had nobody there. Yeah. They didn't show it. We saw it more in Dunkirk, but being a soldier on that beach for like whatever it was, a week, two weeks, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck being in a war, I guess, in general. Mm-hmm. That was oh, miserable. Yeah. Thank God for that movie, too. That, put, that, that put it all in perspective, to be honest. Yeah, Dunkirk was like a they're a nice companion piece. It really was. Because also you, you, you hear his speech at the end, and in this movie it's a great speech that pumps the nation up, and in... Uh, Dunkirk, that speech kind of falls on deaf ears with that soldier at the end on the train, kind of mm-hmm. like, dude. I really got to see that. Through hell. Yeah, you do. You still haven't seen Dunkirk? No, I still haven't. You got to oh. check that one. That's a good one. I know. Well, although when it, they first shot or they first showed all the boats going towards Dunkirk, I kept thinking, oh, there's going to be a title card that'll pop up, be like, now see Dunkirk and come back <laughs> to this movie. <laughs> yep, we'll wedge that one in there. Yeah. What did you guys think of uh, the typist and her role in the movie? I liked it. It was a, it was a good way to ease people in to Churchill. I felt like you needed that character. Who I have no idea if he actually she had was, someone like join him right before he became prime minister, but you needed someone there to get to know she was him us. a little bit. Yes. Because anytime she's like, is he usually like this? And then the wife or coworker says, don't talk to him now. What, you know what I mean? Like that is... She was the audience every time. Whatever information she was getting about him were, was the audience getting information about him. So, yeah, I feel like that was her sole role. But they had yep. some good moments yep. in the end when they're together underneath and shit like that. Like it was actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, I really liked um, when she was telling him that this meant up your bum instead of V for victory. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. that was good. That, that, that was, was good. a great scene when he just starts cracking up and dying in there. How she was embarrassed to tell him and he couldn't have been more tickled by that. Yeah, mm-hmm. tickled's a good word. Yep. Um I 
this is because it's 2018 and my, my mind goes right to this, but she's uh could definitely say she's a Me Too girl after that first scene, him getting out of bed. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is... Probably. Uh, it's not good. Problematic for your employer to just, you know, flash his junk to you in, on the first half hour of your employment. <laughs> not not a good start. Do we need to talk about... Uh... Do we need to talk about Gary Oldman? We haven't even really watched we, we do need to about talk him. About him. He's, he's incredible. He's fantastic. He's amazing. I who's he? He's up for the Oscar for this, right? Yeah, he's gonna win. I think yeah, he's gonna he win. Against? Who? He's up against Sam Daniel Day Lewis. Fuck um, that movie. Yeah. Um, the guy from Call Me by Your Name, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. That kid's a rookie. Uh, then the Get Out kid. Okay. No, that's not a real movie. And then Denzel, which is a token chip. Oh yeah. So, so he's, Gary's he's got, got it. this. Yeah. He's All right. Definitely great. got it. He deserves this. But I don't he, think he's the best uh, Churchill in the past two years either. Who do you think? I better? do. I thought the Lithgow Lithgow last year was a much better Churchill. That role had to be a lot easier than this. This was this movie was all dialogue. The and it makes sense because Churchill was an orator. Yep. Orator. Yep. But. There's a lot of performing going I am, on. I am, not, of... I am not discrediting him at all. Like he, it was amazing what he did, but I'm just saying, I just I, I liked the way he um, Lithgow talked better. Also, I I will hand up. I couldn't You're use a subtitles. Fanboy. You what? Oh yeah. I couldn't yeah. use some subtitles. <laughs> Could use subtitles. Yep. I, it kind of yeah. like forced you to actually listen though, because at first, the first few minutes, I was like, "Oh, what? Like I'm gonna miss half of what he's saying." But I don't know, Dave. When I go to movies, I usually think I'm gonna listen the whole time. No, but you you know what I'm saying. This forced you to uh, like pay attention way more than a lot of people normally would. Okay. The average movie go goer watches movies passively. They're not actively engaged with it. That's sad. Yeah, but yeah. I, this kind of forced you to do it. Although. I'm not going to hate on subtitles. I am hashtag team subtitle. I am against so, them, yeah. but I could have used them here. Yeah, subtitles are amazing. They're it's the, be- the best they're... thing. When I, when I download movies, I download the subtitle and, and mm. put them both on my computer at the same time now. Absolutely. Yeah. Just better. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, back to Oldman. He, uh, <laughs> he, his, his, his um, facial expressions with his, with his mouth especially – was spot on with all the the photos I could find of Churchill. Like he looked like a duck bill face. Yeah, you know? I, I was, and that wasn't impressed. prosthetics. That was that was his own you know manipulation of his own face. So that's tough to do. So he was doing a lot of physical acting on top of the dialogue. Yeah, I, w- I was gonna say I was very impressed with how well he was able to emote under like the prosthetics and everything he had to wear. Yep, there's a lot of prosthetics. For sure, he. It, had it made him look like he had 70 extra pounds on him mm-hmm. it looked miserable yes i'm sure gary Oldman actually was miserable walking around and all that it added to the I whole, whole aspects it. of it every role he takes is he doesn't even look like himself do you guys did you guys ever see tiptoes no do you know what that one is no what is it they they at the time in the trailer it says gary oldman's crowning achievement or something like that. He played a midget, or sorry, a dwarf. What? Yeah, no, it's the most offensive movie of all time. They have people playing dwarves and midgets who aren't really that, and 
The they movie, couldn't hire a midget, The movie's a called dwarf? fucking Tiptoes, man. It's so... It's it's about a guy marrying into a uh, a dwarf family. And it's, oh, I've seen the trailer for this movie. It looks wildly offensive. Yeah. When is it from? Uh, like, like I think two thousand. Right? No, no, two thousand four. I think it is. Oh, holy shit! Twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Four point seven. <laughs> That's kind of incredible. I, yeah. So I'm gonna watch I, that this week. So whenever I think Gary Oldman, I, I always refer back to Tiptoes. Um, but yeah. Hopefully How was he? Hope, not good. Because he, I mean, he's playing a dwarf, man. It's the whole time you're like, wow, you're an asshole. But so hopefully this will start uh, taking my mind off. I, I'll, I'll see him and I, I'll think Commissioner Gordon and uh, Winston Churchill, not Tiptoe. I don't know. I'm kind of team Tiptoe. I haven't even yeah. seen it and I'm, I support that film. <laughs> Six Pack Cinema officially supports Tiptoe. No. 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 <laughs> uh, I just want to. got Matthew McConaughey in it. Yeah. So you know He's the guy there. marrying into it, right? Yep. That was before he he did anything worthwhile. That was still his his little chick flick stage. You oh know what yeah, I just before he did day? before he did anything worthwhile, when his first character and movie ever was Dazed and Confused. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Whatever. Say something more dumb. I saw Fuck How to you. Lose a Guy in Ten Get Days recently. He's pretty good in that. For like a yeah, stupid bullshit rom com, he's very good in it. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Bullshit rom com. Yeah, I I like it. I'm saying. Once he once he did True Detective, he went full blown actor. Nah. Yes, 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 he did. He absolutely no, did. No, you just haven't seen A Time to Kill, so or Sahara. Okay, I haven't. So sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me for having. That opinion. was in nine. That was in nineteen ninety six, and it's a very serious role with Sandra Bullock, and they both went on to only make rom coms until uh, Blind Side and True Detective came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the money is. Did you guys have anything you didn't like about the movie? Um, hmm. The king. King was had okay. a lisp because that actor has a lisp. That dude is from Australia. He's great. Well, great he, actor. Like him. Well, that king didn't, had a speech impediment to anyway. So yeah, speech impediment. He had a stutter and a stammer, not a lisp. Yeah, that's true. I didn't pick up on the lisp, to be honest. Really? Did you ever watch Bloodline? No. Yes. Well, well half you know of the it. Dan Danny, the brother that's the troublemaker? Ben Mendelssohn is his name. He's from Australia, I believe. Oh shit, was that him? Yeah. I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah, he's got a, like a lisp in real life, so it's kinda weird. Oh, okay. Do you not know who we're talking about? I do, yeah. I think you'd know him, Sheehan. Probably would. He's in uh, Star Wars. Oh. He was, um, he's the bad guy in Rogue One. Director Krennic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still Which, that's where I recognized out. him from. I just realized. The entire movie, I was like, where's this guy? What have I seen him in recently? It's Rogue One. Just like, just like Churchill, we've seen so many people play the king before, and I thought he was weak. The most ill-fitting choice. That's not really a complaint at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had none. Um, I, I had a great time watching this. Sheehan, you seem to like I, um, it the least. You still like it, but the least? Any complaints? Uh, well, I, I, I wanted to bring up that Halifax character. The guy who was basically the bitch of the whole movie. He yeah. was, yeah, he, he was, I, I wrote down, he wanted to do nothing but do nothing. 
Yeah, that guy sucked. He was. I kept wanting someone to be like, sh- grab him and shake him and say, like, you're trying to side with the Nazis. Well, you're no, going to jail, that, you traitor. Even before that, they were like, hey, Halifax, would you be up for the uh, prime minister position? And he's like, no, it's not my time. Doing well, I believe he, he turned it down because he thought they were going to lose. And his plan is they're going to lose, Still. make like sue for peace with Germany. And Germany would be like, well, you have to elect a new prime minister. And then he'd get it. He didn't want to be the person who handed over England. He wanted to be the person who took over after. Yeah, but see, okay, short-sighted because that would never fucking happen. Hitler would just take over. Um, and be, well, Hitler, again, Hitler it does, doesn't like, matter what his reasoning was. Puppet re- regimens all the time. He just yeah. wanted to be the puppet. Yeah, but does doesn't matter what like what his intentions were. He he chose to do nothing. And then yeah. it, when he was under the war cabinet, he chose to do nothing all the time except for try to get this guy on 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 record as saying he wouldn't negotiate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was I he was the most hateable person by a mile. I know what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be like the antagonist, yep. but. I don't know. I walked out of the thing like I wanted to punch him in the face several times. Yeah. I thought it was it's funny how they show that the one side wouldn't cheer unless the old prime minister waved his napkin, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, geez, what are you, a bunch of children? You can't even have your own opinion. You only cheer if this guy tells you to cheer. Like, you just listen to the speech. Decide for yourself if it was a good speech oh, or not. Man. That is exactly how politics is. Right now, I was gonna say, oh, Jimmy, 1, you, you watch. You're, you you watch the news, right? This I was gonna say. Did you not know, see the State of the Union? <laughs> but this this movie made it seem like they were dumb and childlike, and like you know, really pointed out, hammered home how stupid of a philosophy that is. And it's still to this day how politics works. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Only cheer. Oh, that's depressing. I'm depressed. Your side is allowed to cheer. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, should we go on the scores? Should All right. We- Let's do it. Let's hop into our reviews. Critical score. What are you guys giving it? Sheehan, you go first. Uh, critically, I'm giving it an 80%. 80? That's pretty low, no? Yeah. I don't think so. Because um, I, I usually start off uh, True Stories at a C, a 70, and they have to wow me way up there. I mean, it was it was good, but I nothing grabbed me about it. I felt like there were there were some certain holes in it, like the family thing. We didn't talk about that, but the, the whole uh, on his birthday or, or when he was when they were toasting the prime minister, this family was fucking miserable, and they kind of never touched upon that. Aside, I don't know. Walking the speech it, was okay. the speech that the her his wife gave was we sat back because politics was always going to be your first love ahead of your family, ahead of your love for me. And this is the day where it all paid off. Makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad, but kind of like, they showed the son like reluctantly giving a cheers. Like, yep, this has been awful. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I I thought that they, they, they put that in there and it was, it could have been a really strong scene if they built upon that. But they didn't need it. It was it was weird. I, I but that's one scene out of, of a few. I don't know. I just I just walked out of there and I was I was thinking hard about it. As I don't think I can recommend this one as a must see by any means. It was well. I think that's because the genre. No, yeah. I know. I, I understand that, but I, I can't. I can't give it like I was. I was a range from eighty to eighty five. So, but I, I can't give it much higher than that because it's if it's if it's ninety, that means I, I'm telling you, you got to see it. If if it's all right. You know, I, I just, 
I'm not, fair way to fine, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to defend myself any more than that, guys. 80. Segway's <laughs> fine because you said 90 is something you have to recommend, tell everyone to see. I gave it an 89. Okay. Critically. All right. Because I thought it was impressive. Dialogue, acting. The acting's superb, and I thought the camera work and the style of it was, was really, really well done. So my critique score was 89. Okay. Okay, I apparently loved it the most. I'm going 93. Same Dude. score I gave Lady Bird. I, I thought this was technically much more of an impressive film. I was more engaged with the story. It was less emotional, but it's, I was more engaged with it. It's, it's and, 10 and times kn- better. Sorry, what were you saying? It's 10 times more impressive than Lady Bird, technically. That's a good word to say, to yes. describe like what sure. that, that's what makes my mind jump up. Yeah. Just on all the technical fronts, I, I was wowed by this film. And I know because it is such a genre film that's kind of bringing it down a little bit. But I'd even tell fans who, like, or people who aren't fans of the genre, I'd be like, give it a chance. It's very good. You should give it a chance. Well, 87%. I mean, that gives it an 87%, which makes it our fourth highest ranking. So that's fair. Nice. Stranger Things, Mudbound, Disaster Artist, Lady Bird. and Ladybird are higher. Okay. All right. Can I just say, um, you guys said it was it was technically really 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 well done, which I agree. It is um, nominated for uh, four technical aspects. Nice. Yeah. Well, production it's lose design. Blade Runner because Blade Runner is incredible. Well, it's it's it's, uh, it's production design, cinematography, costume design, and makeup and hair. Yeah, I didn't expect this to be a cinema. I don't think a lot of biopics are usually up for cinematography. Yeah, so you you mentioned yeah. that earlier with like the plane shot and stuff. So yeah. it's um it's not favored to win in any of these except for makeup and hair, which obviously it's got to win. It's either that or Wonder, you know, the messed yeah. up face kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. That may also be the widest margin of our three scores. Really. Hmm. I don't know. Sorry. All right. You guys were 93 to 80. That's 13 off. That's a big gap. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Normally, we're, we're much closer. I think besides yeah. Happy Death Day. I gave Happy Death Day much higher than you guys. <laughs> yeah. I had such a good time with that movie despite falling asleep and missing the beginning. Yeah, you... Whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. All right, popcorn. Well, that, that, oh, yeah, never mind. That doesn't wrap anything up. No, popcorn. it doesn't wrap up anything. <laughs> we just four. talked about it for so long. Yeah, four. Five. Four. Five. So four it is. All right. I gave four. Sheehan gave four. Dave gave five. Four it is. All right. I'm okay with that. What are you guys going to drink if you're watching this again? What's easy? Easy for me, too. Just whiskey. Oh. Scotch and soda. I'm drinking the whole time. Cigar and champagne. Wow. Cigar's a good one. Yep. Yeah. I did. I loved. I loved that line. I'm going to use it all the time. When he's having lunch with the king. He's like, mm-hmm. how can you drink at lunch? It's a practice. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved when Dude. the wife was yelling at him, being like, we're broke. We can't like afford to pay our bills. He's like, we'll economize. Down to four or five cigars a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, one, one thing I picked up was, uh, you know, when he was going through the crisis at the end and he, was, he wasn't sleeping at all, mm-hmm. it, threw up his, it threw up his whole routine because he would scotch and soda in the morning, then uh, champagne at lunch and dinner, and then he would have regular scotch. 
throughout the night. And when you don't fall asleep and you just keep sipping scotch, you become shit-faced. So that's why he was mumbling and bumbling at the end when he was, hadn't slept yet. No, he was he was just drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so That'll do it. Sorry. You don't sleep, then you don't get the time <laughs> to sober up. All right. Well, on that note, that wraps up our review of Darkest Hour. Let's hop into our weekly recommendations. What have you guys been watching? Jimmy? Same shows I said last week or earlier. Waco and uh, American Crime Story Versace. But I'll just talk about Versace right now. It's the most uneasy I've ever been after watching a show. Maybe Black Mirror, but it's kind of different because Black Mirror is so futuristic and a little fake that you're like, okay, that le- that's crazy, but at least that's fake world. Where this is a true story based on true crimes where this serial killer was going around killing people and I really don't like it, but I like it. Have you seen Zodiac? Yeah. The, but that, that made me, that's how I'm picturing like that feeling I had watching that is sounds like this is know. a little more immersive because it's a it, Zodiac. You're talking about movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Movie. Yeah. So this is every episode. Like they really go in to his victims and the whole day with him, th- them and how it happened. And there was one victim that was just brutal for me. Like, was like fuck. You said it's, so. it's Versace. What channel is it on? The FX. FX. Yeah. It's one of their enthralled. They did OJ Simpson last year. Oh, I really like the OJ one. Well, now they're doing the killing of Versace. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I might start that this week if I can find some time. Uh, Shin, what are you watching? Um, you might tell by my tweets. I, uh, I watched it twice this week, actually, at late night. Uh, King Arthur. Oh, yeah. Is that good? It's really good. I've heard it's no, a lot better it? than people gave it credit for. I haven't yeah. seen it. Critically, critically, n- no, no. It's got. I'm gonna give it six popcorns though. Yeah. <laughs> it's really. It's entertaining as hell. Um, they get they get co- gets kind of confusing because they, they really try and drive home the fact that King Arthur is really really smart, and he's like you know, he's very good at reading people and he's a leader among men and all that good stuff, but. He, he's they, they splice together him creating a plan and he's saying like well you're going to do this and then he's going to say this and I'm going to say that and I'm going to say this and they kind of splice that into it it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a good way to do things it's funny they did it like three or four times throughout the whole movie and it's like you know what just one will do I feel like Guy Ritchie goes to that tactic often I feel yeah, I think yeah. I've seen the that quick montage yeah, no, it's you, very British. The uh, Simon yeah. Pegg do it in their movies too yeah but mm-hmm. you need one big scene to do it and that gets it across when you when you tread over to the third time, it's like, dude, I mean, we get it. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's my only really critical critical complaint. The sound is Guy, on, the soundtrack is just amazing. Guy Ritchie did three, definitely two, great movies, and then he started getting paid to do you know Sherlock Holmes and. I and like the first and, Sherlock Holmes. Like it's not an amazing film by any means, but it's it's a fun it's a fun movie. It doesn't to watch. it doesn't compare to. Lock stock or yeah. um the other one I can't think of right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a good time. Alright. If we um I don't know, kinda wanna say like hey, I, I love the soundtrack so much I wouldn't mind like swapping in for our theme music. Just saying. <laughs> for today? No, like just for our, our intro. <laughs> it's so it's cool. In general. <laughs> it's just so cool. I gotta wa- we'll have to hear it. It's listen. It's, it basically it's just it's a bunch of guys like it's like heavy breathing and whistling. It's so weird, but I love it. 
I feel like that I, doesn't fit this, the tone it doesn't, of this it, podcast at all. Prob- probably not. I'm just telling you what I like. I'm like that like giddy kid who puts a bumper sticker on everything. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tweeted at you. Did you even – have you listened to the Black Panther soundtrack yet? I was disappointed not, by it. I'm waiting for it to come out. I um I, I listened through it like three times, and there's only like two songs I actually like on it, which is See, disappointing. I, I listened to the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy like heavily beforehand, and it kind of took me away from it. Because I was listening for the, the soundtrack like during the movie, so yeah. I'm just I'm gonna wait till after I see it to, to all right do that. And all right, in a couple of weeks, then we should talk about that. Just I think we should. Fair. I'm I'm curious your thoughts on it. Uh, okay. I have been watching Altered Carbon though. Anyone likes uh, film noir or sci-fi? This is a sci-fi futuristic noir. It's pretty interesting. I'm scared I like to it. watch it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think some people, the reviews I've read, they were upset. It's not like very deep and thoughtful. It's more actiony and well, not actiony because it is a noir, but it's. I don't know. Some people were upset that it wasn't what they thought it should be. But I, I've been enjoying it. I'm one and a half episodes in. And I've read the book too. It's it's solid. Oh, and wow. don't listen to the whitewash castings. People bitching about that because. It's for those of you who don't know, the plot of it is this like it's set in the future where people's minds are downloaded onto a chip in their head. So if they die or they're criminals, they can be stored away for however long and then put into a new body. So what you look like doesn't really matter much. But in the book, he was a half white, half Asian man who died and gets put into a white body like 250 years later. So that's what they do in the show. And people are like, why wasn't he put into an Asian body? That's racist. Which is just stupid. They're keeping to the source material where race doesn't matter. Because anyone. I hope can look our at... listeners know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyone? I mean, Ultra Carbon's not... kind of yeah, like I, blowing I'm sorry, up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of like faded out, honestly, three minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. about <laughs> shitty people getting angry about everything. Okay. That's okay, awesome. cool. Cool. <laughs> fuck you guys. Um. <laughs> That no, is should, that's our fault. We should have stopped you way earlier than that. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, that okay. wraps up this episode of Six Pack Cinema. We'll see you guys next week with I Tanya. Kick it to the outro. See ya.